Good evening and welcome. You're listening to Facts of Faith with me, Ayedu Pandwana, here on SFM, leading the conversation. Once again, I'd like to welcome you to our conversation. This conversation, by the way, is pre-recorded, which means that you will not be able to call in or send text that we'll be able to read live on the radio. Whatever you send, we'll not be able to read live on the radio because this conversation is pre-recorded. We have pre-recorded our conversation in order for us to source the best guests who will be able to give us answers for our conversation. Why? Because they will not be available at the time. If you want to speak to them, they just might not be available at the time and would be shortchanging you. So the best way to make sure that we get the best answers from them is to source them before they go on holiday, record their inputs, and then play them for you at your convenience. And that's why we have pre-recorded. It helps me as well. I get to be able to go and leave because I pre-recorded our conversation. Our conversation for tonight is, is pornography or seeing people having sex scripturally forbidden or evil is it evil to watch people having sex or to see people having sex does your faith say it is wrong for you to see people having sex and you're not participating sometimes even if you participate does your faith say it's wrong is it forbidden as far as your faith is concerned now for the purposes of this conversation we do have two of our guests Ashram Trikamji president of the Hindu Mahasabha Ashram Trikamji good evening to you and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us uh, good evening and good evening to all your listeners and also we do have Dr. Pastor Agrippa Katida who is uh, giving us a perspective from the Christian perspective. Good evening to you, Dr. Katida, and thank yeah, you very much for coming to talk to us. And to all your listeners. Uh, let's, let's try and get this very clear. Um, perhaps from the perspective of uh, Dr. Katida, we haven't spoken in a long while. I'd like to hear your take and give you the first stab at our conversation. Does your faith, the Christian faith, forbid seeing people having sex? or uh, pornography as we have it, or TV program where people are having sex, does your faith say it's wrong? Is it forbidden? Generally, yes. Okay, where does it say that? Generally, people have said, you know, it's wrong for, for people to watch other people having sex on, t- on, on television. And then... Um, Kind of, we grew up with that mentality, generally, yes. So is, is it scriptural? Is that mentality founded in scripture? Or is it just a, 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 a feeling that we have as people? Well, it's, it's, it's a feeling that we have as people. Um, the Bible does not deny that um, uh, sex is um, some form of pleasure. Uh, that's why God uh, created uh, the clitoris to say to people, you know, it, it is some form of ple- of pleasure. Um, yeah, but then you know, people will add other things as well and say, um, um, it is sinful. Well, I think that one of the things that the church has contributed uh, to the whole discussion is to say that sex is sin. I mean, in the Bible, we don't find that. Well, I I agree with you on that, uh, Pastor, but we want to know if watching other people, that pornographic act, and when I say pornography, I'm referring to the activity of sex that you may not necessarily be uh, participating. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but you... 
watching other people having sex is is is, is that acceptable scripturally or forbidden scripturally well you know it um, scripturally um i cannot say that uh, it is for for forbidden as such but you know when you keep on watching um pornographic material you know for the whole day you you'll end up because your mind gets transformed you'll end up um, wanting to do the same or wanting the same thing more or less yeah so you're saying scripturally it is not forbidden no you know what um it is not explicitly forbidden you can quote other verses that uh can say that that discourage other christians from doing that but um what verses are those come again what verses discourage people from doing that well there are there are many scriptures um um like when you when you read um in 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 Galatians chapter 5 you know um um uh you you'll you'll discover that well you know people should not do those things and as a result people um are forbidden to you know to to engage in such acts all right where in galatians chapter 5 i have galatians chapter 5 here do you have galatians chapter 5 yes sir um if you can read for us verse 19 okay um verse 19 says the acts of the flesh are obvious sexual immorality mm-hmm. impurity and debauchery yeah so S- sexual immorality you know what is, what is sexually is, is pornography sexually morality well basically that it's it's never performed by people who are married more mostly it is performed by people who are uh who are who are actors yeah actors okay all right in the event that i have a friend of mine who is a female mm-hmm. and a friend of mine who's male Mhm and right now as we're having a conversation they decide they want to have sex and they have sex while I'm watching is that forbidden well i wouldn't encourage it uh, Why? you know I, remember the, <laughs> the, the the issue is now scripture yeah, does yeah, scripture yeah. say that is forbidden well there is no specific scripture that would and those two are married yeah these two yes. are married and they decide to want, they want to have sex and i'm in the room i'm watching is that forbidden these two married people is it forbidden for them to have sex while i'm watching am i forbidden from seeing them well if there is no privacy of some kind uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well 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 uh, it would, the, the, the the scriptures wouldn't forbid you from watching but um but i i'm just saying what about the privacy part of it in in, in actual uh uh um love making i mean people would like to have some privacy but um you know what whatever me decide to to do i don't think that um the scriptures would forbid you from watching 
but I would say, uh, as for me, I would prefer watching people who are married. Okay, <laughs> even though we don't have a scripture to support that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, let's bring in the the, the Hindu perspective. Um, uh, I've, I've always been fascinated by how people um, relate with the Hindu community and sexuality. Um, when yeah. when 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 uh, w- my, my colleagues and I talk. Especially from from other countries, uh, especially in, in in London, we had a friend of ours who was a Hindu who spoke so glowingly about open and notorious sexuality that is not forbidden. And I thought to myself, would you find that in the scriptures? Well, this is my chance to ask now an authority: um, Does do, do your scriptures forbid or permit the watching of people having sex? Well, let me first of all say that, you know, the Bhagavad Gita, which is uh, the, the scripture that all Hindus follow, yeah. there's nothing in the Bhagavad Gita which specifically deals with the issue. But having said that, uh, there are various verses which I found, and I did a fair amount of research to try and, try and link the whole issue of uh, pornography and sexuality and what leads to it. I think I need to make two points. The one is addiction. Right? You know, there's just a general term in, 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 in all the scriptures which says that anything that is addictive, it's not healthy. And the Bhagavad Gita says in chapter 17, I think, so it says, you know, serenity of thought, gentleness, silence, self-control, and purity of purpose. You know, all these are declared as austerity of the mind. So that's the one. Then in another chapter, I think it's chapter three, where the conversation between Arjuna and, and, and Lord Krishna goes on, says, desire enjoyment of life. Because fire surely increases more butter, butter is bee than you offer. You know, it's, and, and, and that, is, that is now the message coming through. Chapter 18, again, you find another, another section which says, happiness which is derived from contact of senses with the, ob- with the objects and which appears like nectar at first, but poison at the end is said to be the nature of passion. So that is the message that you get through. And of course, in chapter 7, I think, which is probably the, the closest that uh, we can get to the topic that we're talking about, uh, it is a transmutual sexual energy daily. Learn pranayam, right? From uh, being correctly. Uh, scientific chastity, right? Sex is sacred. Treat it so, and you will discover a new way of living. That is now, you know, what the scriptures say. Now, there are certain certain sections of the Hindu community, and this is where I think your conversation may have emanated. Uh, you take the those that are followers of Krishna, Lord Krishna, and that's the, the international word is the international uh, Krishna conscious movement, right? It's called ISKCON. You know, the guys who chant Hare Krishna. Now, there it's very clear. They preach that you only have sex for the purposes of procreation and nothing else. So that is, a, that is the kind of teaching that you get from that section of the Hindu community. 
But that, that's coming back to the answering your question, there is nothing that I found in the scripture which specifically deals with prohibiting watching other people having sex or pornography as such per se. And on the contrary, there's nothing that says you must, you can watch it either. It's in, in my view silent, but the message is clear in the entire scriptures as we read it. And it's a question of, like I said, addiction and control of your senses. Okay, all right. That's 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 uh, the the number of what we're talking about, and I want us to now take a break. When we come back from our break, I want us to dig a little deeper now to get into the various nooks and crannies of what people have found uncomfortable about what we call the faith and its relationship to pornography. And by pornography, remember, we're referring to other people having sex and you watching. That's what our conversation is about. You're still listening to Facts of Faith. On SAFM. Welcome back and thank you very much for sticking around. You're still listening to Facts of Faith with me, Nayelu Pondwana. We are in conversation with our guests, Ashwin Trikamji and Agrippa Katida. Trikamji speaking on behalf of the Hindu faith and Katida speaking on behalf of the Christian faith, giving us some perspective on the question we're trying to get answered to for tonight. Is pornography or seeing people having sex scripturally forbidden or evil? Is it scripturally forbidden or evil? And you're listening to both of our guests for tonight. Can't find much that speaks about people having sex in the glare, full glare of other people. But let's see if there are texts that we can use to help us arrive at this conclusion. Um, you were listening to uh, Pastor Katide uh, giving us, uh, well, a dance around what is happening here. I want to share some texts with you, Pastor Katide. Um, if you if you have heard that you must not commit adultery, yeah. But I say, even if you look at a woman and desire her, mm-hmm. you have already committed adultery. Yes. Now, any and everyone who has watched pornography will tell you that it has the net effect of arousing you. Yeah. So effectively, meaning that you have desired that woman whom you're watching having sex. If you're a man, if you're a woman, you've desired that man whom you're watching having sex. Effectively, does it mean, therefore, that you have committed adultery by watching people having sex and getting aroused by that? Yeah, I mean, um, Jesus meant that. He meant that. He said, um, if you sing somebody and you desire to to have sex with them, you have committed adultery. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, I can't say he was wrong. So you're saying it is, it is therefore from that perspective, from that perspective, yes. wrong to watch pornography. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, if then somebody watches gay porn and he is not gay and he doesn't get aroused, is that okay? Well, I think such things the Bible will call will call them filthy, you know. And uh, okay, how about how about we we, we change? Even if you are heterosexual, mm-hmm. you watch people, and you're not attracted to either of them. You're not aroused by other either of them. You don't desire to sleep with either of them. Does it mean that therefore you can watch it? Because you you don't desire because the text I've just shared with you says if you look upon and you desire, 
What if I look and I don't desire? Does it mean it's okay for me to watch that pornography? Well, I, I, I think that, um, um, you know, if if you, you studied that portion of Scripture, you'll realize that um, Christ is is telling us not to um, desire those things because it is our interior that must be clean before God. You know, our hearts must be clean before God uh, so that, you know, he said that so that to help us, you know, to be clean inside, to be clean in our minds. So you're saying if I am clean in my mind, I can watch people having sex. That married couple that is friends with me and they feel like they having they want to have sex, they can and can I watch? I can watch because I'm, I'm, I'm attracted to neither of them. I'm aroused by neither of them. And my mind is pure and clean. You know, you, you, must, you, you must be an ion not to be aroused by both of them. Because but you do find people who are not aroused when they watch. When you go to the movies at the cinema, you watch there and you, there's a scene at the cinema where people are having sex. Yeah, yeah. And you can see and you're not aroused. You're simply watching the storyline as it progresses and escalates to its storyline climax. Mm -hmm. That there's a scene in that movie doesn't arouse you necessarily. Just like when there's a scene of violence doesn't arouse you to be violent. Mm. It's just merely part of the storyline. So when you are not aroused to do violence or sex, you're just watching people have sex or killing each other. Is it show okay what, to watch show, it? Show me pe people who would not be aroused when, they, when they're watching people having sex. Well, there are people who claim that, who say when they're watching people having sex, they're Is never it true? aroused. I, I don't know. I cannot dispute or okay. confirm that because I don't know whether they're telling the truth. Yeah, I've never yeah. checked to see if it's true. <laughs> But here yeah. it lies the situation there, uh, Pastor. Uh, what, what do we teach? What do your scriptures teach? Do they teach that the act is to see and be aroused? Or is it the woman who is to be removed from us so that we do not be aroused? What, what, in that text, for example, what is the text teaching? No, no, no. For instance, uh, you, you are watching. Um, what about people who do masturbation? You know, they recall those sins for masturbation to be effective. They, they recall those sins and they, you know, it means the very thing that they washed uh, the, the uh, pornographic material, you know, it, it you know, it has made them to to be that yeah. is going to be the next part of our conversation uh, the issue of masturbation uh, which is also a byproduct of pornography mm -hmm. but i would like us to just cling to uh, the, the various uh, lessons we can learn from these scriptures whether it is the bhagavad gita as we'll be sharing with ashwin trikamji or with yourself uh, the, the the bible uh, when 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 christ says if you look upon the woman mm -hmm. and you desire her Mm -hmm. You have committed adultery. So, what is the sin here? Is it the woman who is desirable, or is it you for desiring her? Because in 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 this case of a woman, she is probably walking around in her dignified apparel, and you so just desired her. 
in those days, they didn't have mini skirts. Mm -hmm. They were wearing long, dignified dresses, robes, and shawls. So you Mm. cannot say that shawl just drew her body and and I could Mm. see everything. No. When you look at how they wore their clothes those days, it was nothing. It was merely your state of mind. Mm -hmm. So the question is, in that text, was the evil in the woman by being attractive? Or is the evil in you for conjuring up what you could do with her? Which is the evil in that text? Now, I think um, it, it, it's you desiring. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the, the desirable in and by itself is not evil. No, no, the des- desirable makes you desire. But are you saying that the women are at fault for making women desire them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, 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 we're trying to get right because this festive season is going to be a very festive season for people, and we've seen evidence of that when nine months later there's fruit of the festive season. Mm-hmm. So we need to get it clear, especially for people of faith, that this is a very uh, uh, tight rope we need to walk so that we don't fall on either side now if you're saying in 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 the bhagavad gita there is nothing for or against pornography what about karma is there nothing to be said about watching people having sex does that not speak perhaps to a retaliatory universal event where your nakedness your private life will be exposed yeah, you know, now the lawyer in me comes out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, I recall that when I was a member of the board of the SABC, and that was 20 years ago, uh, this whole topic of uh, pornography and uh, sexual promiscuity, if I may call it, uh, on the screen was being debated quite intensely then. And, of course, the arguments were coming forth. And I clearly remember the the leader of the IFC, uh, Prince uh, Bouchelezi, my friend from KwaZulu-Natal, who strongly spoke to the board and said that, you know, he's unhappy about the fact that in the middle of the night, in those days, I think it was ETV that was introducing pornography or, or movies that had explicit sexual scenes uh, at, in the middle of the night. And he said he, he completely decries that and he doesn't want to know why the SABC is allowing it. And he looks particularly at me and he says, you've got, you've got religious people on your board, what are you yeah. doing about it? <laughs> and I clearly remember the debate going beyond the issue of religious belief. And, you know, we had a new constitution uh, supposedly, and, and, and I'm again supposedly, but now one of the most uh, powerful constitutions in the world in terms of people's rights. And there was a very strong argument that said that this is not something that you can prohibit. You, can, you cannot forbid it. It's up to the individual. However, I think the, the, the very important factor, and that's, we come, that's what I'm coming to, when you, when you ask the question, can you, should you be watching other people having sex? For me, the issue is one of privacy. 
I have the right to do what I want to do in my own house or in in the confines of wherever I am with the law protecting me that nobody is going to be privy to what I do. And I think that is really the essence of what we're talking about. It's not about whether the scriptures prohibit it or the scriptures permit it. It's a question of privacy. It is the right of every individual to practice whatever he or she wants to in his or her own confined space. What about those who who don't really care about that privacy? Quite frankly, they enjoy being watched. Well, if they don't want to, then I I think you must respect that as well, because that happens. You you, you know, we've we've seen, not seen, we've we've read about scenes in all these uh, so-called uh, what I think the Woodstock Festival going back 30, 40 years ago was an example of where people were openly having sex in the in, in full view of people. And then, of course, I also also compare, and I'm afraid it's not it, it is an example, which because we are all subjected to it. Uh, I might not like to see somebody else having sex, but if I'm walking in the street or I'm driving my motor car, and I see uh, two dogs having a go at each other. I mean, do I say that that's forbidden? Do I say that, no, I must stop that because that's, they're doing it in public? They are they are beings, they have life, and and they are just simply doing what they, they desire at that given moment in time, and they're giving vent to it. But those are so dogs yes. there. Uh, uh, yeah. we, we cannot say that we are aroused by dogs or we are corrupted by dogs doing their thing. Dogs are yes. dogs. They are primates. We are homo sapiens. We are human beings and we liken our conduct to that of human beings and we have the tendency of being aroused or incited yes. or inspired by the conduct of others. Hardly ever yeah. do we find so ourselves I, inspired yeah. or incited by animal behavior. Can I zoom in on the issue of arousal? I think that's what the, that's the point you're making. Okay. I think arousal arousal preceded by desire, right? And that's what I read out to you in the section of the Bhagavad Gita. It says desire itself is 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 something that your mind has to conquer, right? And the way you conquer it by having thoughts, which are you know pure pure. Uh, depicting self-control, and more than anything else, you must not ever fuel the fire of desire in your body. Because if you do, then of course there are there are these consequences where you become aroused. And the Bhagavad Gita tells you and teaches you, without specifically referring to sex and pornography as such, or watching other people having sex, you must control desire. Because you, to do control your desire, you've got to have control over yourself. And then once you have control over yourself, then all that that appears in front of you will do nothing to you simply because you have the you have learned the ability to control your desires. And of course, that that automatically prevents that next stage which you spoke about, and that's arousal. Let's 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 address what is said in chapter sixteen of the Bhagavad Gita. Um, this is the chapter divi- sixteen. Correct, the divine and demonic yeah. natures. 
Yes. There you find, I want to read this verbatim, which I found rather intriguing. It reads, The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, Fearlessness, purification of one's existence, cultivation of spiritual knowledge and charity, self-control, performance of sacrifice, study of the Vedas, austerity, simplicity, nonviolence, truthfulness, freedom from anger, renunciation, tranquility, aversion to fault-finding, compassion for all living entities, freedom from covetousness, gentleness. Which, uh, which verse is that, Maya? Um, I'm, I'm reading uh, from text 1 to 3. And God is right in front of me. Because chapter 16 deals with the senses, you know, uh, the whole question of, of, uh, of a sattvic man. Sattvic man is a clear man, pure man, who's able to, a person controlling the senses, mm. right? Yeah. And, and doing a self-service and practicing things like what we call, you know, japa. Japa is meditation, right? Pranayam, I mentioned earlier on, is breathing, the art of breathing. Concentration, Right. Self-analysis, that is, the, and, and an inquiry of well, the self-analysis leading to an inquiry of who am I. I think that's basically what it deal, deals with. And then you've got the other person who is proud, intolerant, egotistic, self-efficient, you know, working for own glory. I think that's the, that's the, that, that is essentially what is discussed in Chapter 16, as I understand what, it. What, what is Dharma? Dharma. Yeah, D-A-M-A-H, Dharma. Is it not the controlling of the mind? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's what I... Self-restraint. Dharma yeah. is self-restraint. Yeah. Self-control, you know. And I think most important to, to Dharma is not only just self-control, but it's self-control of your external senses. And it's those external senses which are being provoked by the act of some two individuals having sex or or watching pornography as it were yeah that that is where the self-control comes in yeah here so the the same thing that i was asking the pastor here that so the issue is about you and your state of mind it is yeah it, has, it yes. has absolutely nothing to do those people can have sex all they like but if you can yes. control yourself you're saying it's permissible as far as the bhagavad gita is concerned Yes, it's it's permissible to the extent that you have no right to interfere with what two other individuals are doing. But those two individuals' acts, whatever they might be, in whatever form they might be, should in no way interfere with your the discipline of your own mind, which that which discipline includes the control of desire. And of course, followed by arousal. Herein lies the issue. When I asked the pastor, he he, he raised a very legitimate question. Who watches people having sex and is not excited he himself or herself? Do you imagine that perhaps this state of watching people having sex, you can find yourself unaroused? It sounds like a, a very oddity, a natural oddity, a natural misnomer for you to watch people having sex and it does nothing to you. That question incited me to think about what he was saying. Don't you think perhaps it's a legitimate question that you're saying uh, you can have dharma and and yet you're watching people having sex? Is that really possible? Well, well, I think you must be. We must just be uh, clear about when we say watching people having sex. Uh, watching, as in giving yourself the front seat 
or sitting in a in like in, in a cinema and watching people is now effectively contributing to the degradation of that dharma that we spoke about. If you come across it, I, I would rather put it, if you come across it, it should in no way interfere with your the self-discipline of your senses and your mind. But if you allow yourself to now sit there, and that now, that sitting there and watching is a form of addiction. And of course, addiction is prohibited in, in, in the scriptures all the way. You know, I mean, in all the scriptures. The Bible also talks about the addiction. The Quran talks about the addiction. And I think the, the Torah But that, well. that's the extreme, sir. That's the extreme. When you're talking about addiction, you're talking about a situation that is beyond your control. We're talking about people who are going to be in a festive mood. And when they are sitting there, uh, when they are feeling, well, I like you, you like me, and we have the opportunity of engaging in sexual intercourse, how about we watch this process and see how we can do, how about we get our own Karma Sutra, a way of designs of how we can design our carnal engagement? Would that be wrong? These are people who then decide we're going to take a book, we're going to take a movie or we're going to have other people who are going to show us how to do this particular sexual position. And then we can do it ourselves. Is it wrong? You know, what? I'm, I'm just thinking, why are people watching pornography? Because uh, that's another question that is arising. Why are people watching pornography? Okay, they watch pornography because... They, they want to be aroused themselves or entertained entertained right may, may, maybe not necessarily aroused because arousal is very subjective some people as i said claim they are not aroused and so when they watch those movies mm -hmm. or scenes in a movie they are watching purely for entertainment to escape their reality to watch another world where there's espionage, there's murder, there's sex and love and romance and all of those things that you'll see being the plot of a movie. So when they watch, they watch sometimes to be aroused, as you're correct, mm -hmm. and some watch to be entertained because this is a fictitious world that has been pictorialized in, in an emotion picture. Yeah, but generally, I would say people would watch uh, pornography to be aroused, right? Um, well, to be entertained, I wouldn't say that 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 much, but to be aroused, people would watch pornography for that reason. I understand you're referring to pornography, uh, 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 Doctor Katina, because mm. of is uh, the movie in itself is rated in that fashion. Mm -hmm. But what happens when the movie that you're watching mm -hmm. is not rated as porn? It's a comedy. And in that comedy depiction of sex is given prominence for about three or four minutes. Yeah. That's, that scene, that scene in that movie mm -hmm. is becomes, you're watching people naked having sex. And, and I'm, I'm giving you an example of the TV or the movie that you'll be watching, which yeah. is not necessarily categorized as pornography, but there is a dramatic experience there or a, a thriller or a comedy. In that comedy, there is sex. Mm -hmm. And put that aside. We come to a party. And in this party, people decide they want to have sex while others are watching.
Forget about that. You go to an expo. Uh, we have in South Africa sexpo and sex expo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you watch people having sex. Is that wrong? That's what we're trying to establish. Is that scripturally wrong? Well, and because when you go to those a sexpo. <laughs> I wish how well I'm giving you an example that okay, if, okay. if you're going to see people having sex there and they're giving you an expo of what other is, thing, the, is that what happened yes you will find those in, in, in there and and in they're saying this is what you can watch you and your wife or this is what you can do I'm going to demonstrate it with my wife mm -hmm. and you watch this man and his wife demonstrating what you can do to your wife so mm -hmm. that you can give your wife eternal pleasure question is that impermissible or permissible as far as your scriptures are concerned I would say well um, um, it's not something that I can carry encourage people I mean for me it would be not permissible you go to the book of songs of Solomon yeah this man and this woman are so graphic yeah, yeah. oh come my love, I yeah. will climb. Your breasts are like this. Yeah, yeah, your yeah. navel is, your thighs are like, your lips are like this. Between mm. your thighs, your feet. This writer seems to be describing, also pornographically, mm -hmm. this woman and what he plans to do. I'm, I, I want to eat the pomegranates, implying the use of the mouth mm. on this woman's body. I am going to eat the fruits. And all, all of these characterizations that imply something that you're not he, he incites you to imagine with him and I dare say those of us who have a vast wealth of imagination we do sometimes feel oh yes Lord mm, say it again <laughs> now my question is is that wrong it seems no, as though the scripture no. there is, is, is inciting well, it, us to imagine it, it, these two it, having not sex wrong, especially when you quote the the Song of Songs. But you just said right now, you wouldn't encourage you to say it's wrong, but now I'm quoting the Songs of Songs, you're saying it is not wrong. No, I mean, um, it, it is divinely uh, permitted. But just a minute ago, Pastor Katita, you said it's not, it's not encouraged. No, I would not encourage people to, to do anything else except is scriptural. But you know, the moment you quote the Song of Songs, you, you're saying to me, okay, if if people want to uh, to hear pornography, to engage in some, um, um, that's that's why uh, some early Pharisees did, were not allowing. Actually, they had a problem um, for the Song of Songs to be included in the Bible, because I mean, graphic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm -hmm. so you're saying it is okay for us to imagine people having sex and be excited by them and be aroused by them because it's in the Songs of Solomon. Because now pornography is no longer wrong <laughs> because we have Songs of Solomon that are giving us this imagery of these two people. Come, my love, come into my room. Let us have, let's burn with... It seems as though this whole book of, of Songs of Solomon yeah. is, an, is, is a sexual arousal Mm. waiting to happen just read it and see what happens to you and and dare i say a lot of people when they read it in its entirety by the time they are done they have imagined the woman or the man and they have desired exactly what christ says you have committed adultery no 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 you know what <laughs> <laughs> 
if people want to uh, to be aroused by the reading songs of songs, I would say yes. But any other thing, I would not agree. To. But why would you not agree to any other thing? Because it is the same thing as songs of Solomon, there, um, Doctor Katita. We, why are we splitting this effect? If the effect of songs of Solomon is the very same thing that Christ says, you must not. Because if I am sitting here, oh spiritual me, trying to find spirituality in the songs of Solomon, mm-hmm. I am not married, I don't have a girlfriend, I don't have any intentions of getting married, but I'm trying to read to understand this and then discover, ooh, okay, this, what is this man doing to her? And then, and then my ma- image in yeah. my mind is, and I am aroused and I desire. I find myself falling foul of what Jesus had said. If you look, and you desire, you've committed adultery. So by reading those songs of Solomon, I find myself committing adultery. But, you know, the, 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 the woman is not there. Yeah, but I've desired. Remember you said the woman is not the problem. It's your desire. That's what you said at the beginning. Yeah. So yeah. when you desire and you've committed adultery, and these but two it, people it, are, 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 are literally telling you, you see, what they're doing. You see, uh, the, the fact of the matter is, you must have that image in your mind. But because what, what you are reading there, uh, when you don't have the image of that person in your mind. It's in your mind. It's, that's why you get excited. That's why in your tapes, uh, Dr. Katide, the moment you start reading from Sons of Salam and you hear men going, Ow! Yeah! <laughs> and you realize couples are getting excited just by you as a minister of religion yeah. speaking. I've seen and heard how people get excited just by you on the pulpit. Or even the privacy of the room. You're there in the pulpit or in the tent. You're teaching and people get excited by you speaking about those things. Just speaking about them in holy terms as far as the Christian community is concerned. But why would you imagine that would not be the case? You know what? When I, when I talk there, I, I'm talking, in, I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to resuscitate Something that must happen between two married people. I, I, I agree with that. That's why mm-hmm. I've invited you because mm-hmm. you're, you, 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 you've, you've got some insight into the mm-hmm. purpose mm-hmm. of the text. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But when, you, when Unai listens to it or any other person who is out there who is not in your tent and is not married and is not there for a marriage counseling session, you refer me to the Songs of Solomon and I read it, I get excited. And my, my, my point is the ultimate, the net effect of reading and with all the imagery that is painted in that text you cannot help but to be excited and these are grown men and women who have been married for eons they do get excited i say i say guy go go ahead yes be, be aroused and, and, I've, and, I've, I've, and I've heard what you say Bamba! You've, you've, you've gone so so far as to be so <laughs> you're shocked that i've listened now. <laughs> and here lies the issue <laughs> What you're not seeing here, Ashwin Tikoji, is that the pastor is blushing. (laughs) Your pastor is blushing. (laughs) He's shocked that I have seen and I've read and I've listened to his uh, in preparation for this. Yes, sir. Go ahead, sir. Can I be rude? I've got to leave just now. I understand. I understand. Before I leave, can I just give you a a section of the Gita which I think encapsulates what I've been saying? And, and what you and I have been discussing. That's right. And we come back to the concept of desire. And desire, as I mentioned earlier on, is, is you know, uh, it, it's your senses. And it's, a, it's, it's where your, 
any any object and and pornography people having sex is is all our objects and when your objects come into contact with your senses and i think you mentioned the whole question of of, of illustrating how the senses are aroused and so on what uh, our scriptures say is that the 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 the, the strength which is you know necessary for the substance of the body and the strength that is that uh, that uh, the lord speaks about in our scriptures is that that strength generates desire and attachment for sensual objects but which are in accordance with the teachings of the scriptures uh, 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 before i let you go i understand you you have to leave there uh, sir yeah. i i need you to help yeah. me understand you have the kama sutra yes. as the hindu community that's pornographic material through and through Kama Sutra has got nothing to do with religion. It's not not in the, in the Bhagavad in any of our scriptures, but it's it's uh, it's it's a practice of uh, sex in a particular way. Call it an educative because in the Gita there's nothing in the Bhagavad Gita that says you correct. shouldn't have sex. Correct, but your, your faith and, has and has and the Kama Sutra nonetheless. What the Gita says is it should be sex for the purposes of procreation, right? Okay. And, uh, Of course, the Kama Sutra goes beyond that. Way there beyond that. Arguments <laughs> over. There've been arguments for centuries about uh, the whole place. Where does Kama Sutra fit into uh, Hindu belief systems yeah. and so on? You know, yeah. and that's another argument we can have on another day. Yeah. But it certainly is not part of the scriptures. I must make. make I I, I, I understand. So effectively, yeah. as far as the Hindu faith is concerned, you're saying the Kama Sutra is not part of your teachings. No, it's not. It's not certainly not part of our scriptural teachings. No. I, I understand. Not, not. It may not be scriptural as far as the Bhagavad Gita is concerned, but is it not part of your teachings as the Hindu faith? It is. The Gita says clearly, sex is for procreation. I understand. I understand. That's yeah. why I'm not quoting the Gita. I'm. 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 I'm focusing on the Kama Sutra now. Yes, Are you therefore yes. saying the Kama Sutra, which is clearly a pleasure-seeking enterprise? and very little if at all and uh, about procreation it's exclusively recreational and uh, it, in 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 each and every one of the books that i've read of the kama sutra it has yeah. absolutely nothing to do with holiness or the uh, 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 no, procreation it's, it's, it's absolutely devoid of any kind of 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 uh, religious flavor yes Purely in its an independent, call it illustration, manifestation yeah. of what uh, the author of Kama Sutra or the creator of Kama Sutra sees, six, you know, and how it should be performed and how it should be uh, practiced as it were. Yeah. All right. Isn't that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to leave okay. it there with you. I thank you very much for giving us your time. Thank you very much once again for coming so to the meeting. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Ashim Trikamji, president of the Hindu Mahasabha. With that, we're going to conclude our conversation. Uh, Pastor Kadida, I did say that we're going to wrap up our conversation with the, the, the masturbation because you raised the issue of masturbation. It was, uh, um, uh, I think, it was two two weeks ago when we were having a conversation with uh, uh, another minister of religion who 
was uh, I was doing my research with and I was trying to get some perspective from religious perspective and he said quite frankly there is no place for masturbation in in in, in the scriptures anyone who may have done anything like that um, would have been frowned upon and he gave me some examples and I found it rather interesting and perhaps I, I'll give you the opportunity to breathe on that that um, the one who uh, gave me an example of a person who was given to marry his brother's wife but didn't want to procreate with her didn't want to have a mm. child with her so he decided he will have sex with her under the auspices of making a baby with her but when time came for him to spill his seed he'll spill his seed on the ground and he did that and God killed him mm-hmm. implying that there is something wrong with that situation uh, your response that was uh, the, 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 the ultimate net effect of uh, well people having sex and not procreating yeah, um, um, I, I think the, the, the whole, whole aim was to uh, show us that this guy disobeyed uh, God's law or, or God's purpose. It's not just a matter of masturbating. It was a matter of disobeying um, the command to multiply and replenish the earth. And that that's why, I mean, God killed him. But, but that's what happens. I don't, with, I don't think that uh, he was killed for masturbating. But that's what happens when you spill your seed. You're not procreating, are you? You're not multiplying. That seed that what was supposed to multiply inside the woman is built on the ground or yeah. wherever you're spilling it. Yeah. So effectively, you're doing the very same thing. You're not procreating. You're not. Oh, you mean, yeah, you're quite right. You're not procreating. Yeah. But in that context, yeah. instead of uh, sleeping with a woman and having her uh, receive his seed, the pro- procreate, yeah. I mean, he refused to do that. Yeah, he yeah. spilt that seed on the ground. And that's, therein lies the issue that when you masturbate, you also spill your seed on the ground. But um, perhaps the, the, the purpose is not the same. The purpose of the seed, the nature and the purpose of the seed is to become a child one day, mm-hmm. not to be spilt on the ground. Yeah, yeah, the, not to, to be spilt on the ground. But, you know, a, a lot of young people and um, a lot of people would, would, would uh, masturbate to have pleasure, not necessarily... Uh, to avoid making another person pregnant. But that is the net effect. You may be intending mm-hmm. one thing, but the effect of your actions may also and are always all the time not to have a child. If you're going to be self-pleasuring and after you reach your climax, mm-hmm. there is no child as a potential result of your climax, you are in actual con- in fact contravening that be fruitful and multiply injunction. Isn't yeah, it? You, you, you are do- doing that. But the fact of the matter is, you you are not disobeying an explicit explicit command of God. All right, all right. If if if, if that's how you're going to put it, that's all right. We're going to leave it there on that note. Um, remember, we're trying to answer the question: Is pornography or seeing people having sex scripturally forbidden or evil? And unfortunately, we have run out of time. We need to conclude our conversation on that note. Um, thank you very much to you, Pastor Katita, for coming through and talking to us. We appreciate your insights. No, we appreciate thank you your very time, much. Sir. And God bless you, wherever you are.